0: Welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host Tusk, also known as Adam Chalk. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, what we do on here is give our honest opinion on the things that we like or dislike. From all the goings on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Raw, Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite and Rampage as well as pay-per-views or premium live events, and some indie shows, as well as talking about the news headlines doing the rounds. And Friday Night saw another episode of WWE Friday Night Smackdown, this being the official first Smackdown of the Triple H era, and after a really good Monday Night Raw, there were a lot of questions over whether Smackdown would be Go the same way, and I think the answer was absolutely yes. We saw new and fresh number one contenders being made, deserving people being pushed and put over, and a shocking return at the end of the show as well. And the best thing about this show and from Raw actually on Monday night is that they're ending on cliffhangers that make you want to tune in to the show next week, which is exactly how you should end an episodic TV show. But let's get into it then, and the show started with us seeing the bloodline showing up in their cars. Um, They then cut to ringside where we had Pat McAfee, Analyzing his win over Happy Corbin and his ball shot at SummerSlam, which was funny and a different way to start the show. Uh, Corbin was then shown watching this in the back and being laughed at by a bunch of people, and one of those people was Ricochet, and a match was set out, set up out of this. And that was going to be our first match of the night, Ricochet taking on Happy Corbin. And would you believe it, Ricochet actually won. Uh, I guess Triple H really is running WWE. As for the match, Ricochet was all over Corbin to begin with and hits one of his mad dives over the top rope. Corbin though does his baseball slide clothesline thing that he does. Uh, he then takes control of the match later Ricochet hits a running uh, shooting star press for a near 4 Corbin counters the handspring elbow from Ricochet into a really nice neck breaker Uh, he also hits a deep 6 for a near 4 the finish though came as Corbin sort of chokeslam Ricochet out onto the apron off the top turnbuckle And as Corbyn was celebrating on the turnbuckle, Pat McAfee distracted him enough for Ricochet to hang him up on the top rope, hit the recoil and a shooting star press for the win. This was a really enjoyable opening match, even if I'm not a fan of how it was set up exactly. But it's great to see Ricochet getting a big win and... After the match, he and Pat McAfee messed about with a American football for a bit. Pat signed it and then booted it into the crowd. Yeah, really good start to the show, I thought. And I think we may just be getting Corbyn versus Pat one more time. Probably at Clash of the Castle, which I'm all for personally. We then saw Sami Zayn trying to talk to Roman reigns, but the Usos wouldn't let him into the dressing room. This felt like the beginnings of a babyface turn from Sami Zayn, and I am here for that, to be quite honest, especially if we get the the underdog of the underground thing that he did in well, on the independence and in NXT. that should be great. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ludwig Kaiser was next and if Shinsuke won the match here, he would get a shot at Gunther and his Intercontinental title next week and that's exactly what he did. Kaiser had Gunther at ringside barking orders at him all the way through this one. Uh, you got glimpses of the old Shinsuke Nakamura, I thought. Uh, He was hitting some hard strikes and did his sliding German suplex thing. Kaiser hit some nice suplexes, which brought a near four. Uh, Nakamura, though, hit his Kinshasa to win the match. As I said, this felt like a start to uh, a re- re- bit of a rebuild of Shinsuke Nakamura. And I'm all of a sudden hyped for this match against Gunther next week for the Intercontinental title. Uh, I think Gunther will win that match, but I still have high hopes over the quality. But yeah, good another good match. Uh, Kofi Kingston then gets interviewed backstage about what the Viking Raiders did to Xavier Woods last week. Sami Zayn is again trying to talk to Roman Reigns, but again the USO saying... No, but as Brock Lesnar put Paul Heyman in a hospital, not a local medical facility, at SummerSlam, Sammy should do the jobs that Paul usually would, like sorting out Roman's entrance and making sure nothing goes wrong. Things then got a bit awkward on SmackDown because Kayla Braxton brings out SmackDown Women's Champion, Liv Morgan to the ring Uh, she stood there arm in a sling and all of a sudden the crowd turn on her Uh, they boo her she sort of tries to acknowledge all of this but then we get you tapped out Chance. and to be honest I felt a little bit sorry for her here Um, but it does unfortunately show that the finish and the way Liv celebrated it at SummerSlam didn't really work. Sonia Deville came out after she'd got a little bit of a promo. Uh, she tried her best, I thought, to sort of take the heat away from Liv Morgan. But again, didn't really work. We did then get the women's gauntlet match with the winner getting a shot at Liv Morgan at Clash of the Castle. And the first pairing in this was Sonia Deville versus Aaliyah. Uh, Sonia was in control for most of this, but Aaliyah did hit a nice uh, springboard crossbody. But Sonia quickly eliminated her with an inverted neck breaker thing, which I'm guessing is Sonia's finisher. Raquel Rodriguez then came out next. And this was the start of a star-making performance from the former NXT Women's Champion. Uh, she finished off Sonya with a spinning elbow drop and the Tihana Bomb, I think it's now called. Used to be called the Chingona Bomb, whatever it's being called now. Uh, and she did the same to both Shotzi Blackheart and Zaya Lee. Natalia then tried her hand and uh, she tried to wear Rodriguez down, but Raquel Rodriguez powered out of a hip stretch thing here and delivered a nice suplex out of it. In the end, she again wins with a Tejana bomb. We were then down to the last two women in the match, but the last woman was none other than Shayna Baszler. But this wasn't the Shayna Baszler that Vince McMahon had running away from a doll uh, a few months ago. No, this was Triple H's Shayna Baszler, his project from NXT. uh, Shayna Baszler that was a killer in NXT. She locked Rodriguez in a Carafuda clutch and then rolled her up to win the match. So it will be Shayna Baszler versus Lib Morgan. And I have to say that I'm really happy about all of this. Um, a great performance from Raquel Rodriguez. And like I said, start of a, a way of building her. But also really glad that Shayna got the win here. I have a lot of faith in Triple H to get her right book her how she should have been booked from the moment she stepped into the main roster Sammy again gets shouted at by the Usos as Jay tells him he needs to level up or he's going to take the Bloodline t-shirt off Sammy Zayn the Viking Raiders then nearly killed a couple of jobbers that I have completely forgotten the names of, Uh, I'm not sure that really matters though as the Viking Raiders just beat the crap out of these two boys, um, they power-bombed one of them onto the other, which looked like it sucked to take. Quick, easy win, uh, but at the end of this, Kofi Kingston shows up and started attacking the Viking Raiders with a kendo stick. We then went to a break, and when we come back, like magic... We were having Kofi Kingston versus Eric. Eric pretty much was in control for all of this. lists. Uh, but Kofi did show some hope. At the end of the match, Kofi did his trustful dive over the top rope. And then somehow rolled Eric up and Kofi Kingston won the match. I don't think Kofi winning the match made any sense really but unlike the physicality um, both from Eric and Ivar in both matches and also when Kofi attacked with the kendo stick again I can see Triple H booking the Viking Raiders the way they should be booked in WWE so high hopes there talking of high hopes the tournament for the Women's Tag Team Championships then gets announced and that will be starting on Raw, I believe. Uh, I think I'm, I may be completely wrong on this, but I think that's a nod to Sasha Banks and Naomi re-signing with the company or agreeing to come back to work, whatever the the deal is. But it's good to see that this is actually getting done and not just being announced and then forgotten about Uh, not quite sure who the teams are going to be or how many teams there's going to be I'd like to see sort of 8 minimum but I'm not sure I can think of 8 teams so there's going to be a mix and match of people but that's fine still going to get a decent tournament out of it And then we come to the main event segment which I thought was going to be Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre face to face but Roman Reigns and the Usos come out first. Uh, Roman tells Carolina to acknowledge him. He brags about beating Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. He goes on to say that he hates Brock for trying to kill the wise man. And just as Roman goes to send his prayers to Paul, Drew McIntyre's music hits um, and then, as he says he wants to kick Roman's ass tonight, the lights sort of dim a little, and surprisingly, Carrion Cross's music starts as Scarlet is stood there in the entranceway. Carrion Cross then attacks Drew McIntyre from behind. He leaves him laying on the outside of the ring. Uh, Scarlett then leaves the hourglass on the apron as her and Cross point at their watch as they stare at the bloodline in the ring. And what a brilliant way to finish Smackdown and it seems that Triple H is giving Cross the chance. That he should have had the first time around when he came up to the main roster instead of putting him in that gimp mask and making him look like an idiot losing to jeff hardy within a couple of minutes i'm really invested in what they are doing here whether they're going to do a triple threat clash of the castle and maybe have both titles on the line in sort of a two out of three fours thing wouldn't be such a bad idea um the triple h era is off to a great start i think and i'd I don't think I've ever been... Certainly haven't been this excited about WWE for such a long time. Which can only be a good thing, not just for WWE, but for wrestling as a whole, in my opinion. Um, You know, if WWE is good, as it has been for the last couple of weeks since Vince left, it makes... Other companies try and match them and get better, which is great. Um, Triple H has also shown in just a couple of weeks just how out of touch Vince McMahon has been for such a long time. Uh, And let's hope that this does continue for many, many more weeks. Uh, but again, I am interested to hear what you thought of Friday Night Smackdown. Um, and you can tell me by following and getting in touch on Twitter. I am at Adam Chalk 8 on there. While you're at it, please subscribe and leave us a review to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from for daily podcasts just like this one. Look out for more shows dropping today and in your feeds tomorrow. And until then, thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.